1: It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores a golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let good times in. Tomorrow's gonna be better.
0: Everybody. Welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM 860 The Answer and the Golf News Network. I'm JT and this is the show every week where we talk to the interesting and fun people that make up our world of golf. This segment of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Unmatched quality, comfort, and efficiency in your kitchen. You can find them online at gunterwilhelm.com. Well, uh, finally, I've known this fellow that's in the studio today for a, well, over 10 years now, mm-hmm. and finally got you on the show, and it's Doug Seuss from Stone Creek Golf Course in Oregon City, Oregon. And Stone Creek is a beautiful course that sits up on top of the hill there, and you've been a PGA pro there for a long time, haven't you?
2: Yeah, it's coming up on 20 years this December.
0: Is it really that long?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, my word. feel very fortunate to be there.
0: You're just making me think back now to how far back we really go so, <laughs> in, in some ways. Um, where did you work prior to this? So I, uh,
2: well, I, I came up to Oregon, uh, let's see, uh, it was um, about 89, 89. And I worked okay. at Broadmoor for a couple of years, then Rock Creek, and then uh, Waverly for about five and a half years before yeah. I came to Stone Creek.
0: Now, what's uh, Waverly's a private course.
2: Waverly's a private, private club, and I uh, really enjoyed it there. And I uh, was very fortunate to um, uh, get to know Peter Jacobson a little yeah. bit, and he was part of the investment group that um, the county kind of hired, Clackamas County hired to uh, get the golf course going.
0: At Stone Creek.
2: At Stone Creek, and yeah. then the uh, investment group uh, got bought out by the county. It was predetermined after year one, and uh, and the county bought them out. And uh, so,
0: so what's it like? Uh, I have some friends that run Rose City Golf. Mm-hmm. Hank Childs and his son Henry, sure. and that. But that works for the city. Mm-hmm. Is it different when you're when you're working for the county? I'm. I just. To me, they seem like working for the city on a golf course or working for the county on the golf course versus just working at a, even if it's a public course, but it's open. Right. You know, it seems to me there's got to be some differences in how you do things. Right. Uh, Typically, there's a
2: management company involved. So um, we have um, uh, Total Golf Management is who I actually work for. So I don't Mm -hmm. actually work for the county. But um, and uh, Gordon Talbert is is actually who I work for, and that's been great. It's been the same ever since I started there. Sure. And uh, but we get backing. You know, um, it's a it's owned by Clackamas County, and they give us terrific support. Um, and uh, but it's run by Gordon Talbert. Mm-hmm.
0: First time I ever went to Stone Creek, we were doing a live, uh, cooking segment for am northwest this is right after i remember yeah Uh and janice dean went down there and i don't know if it was you were trying to give her a lesson somebody one of the staff people was trying to just make it look like she was getting a lesson and she took this (laughs) wedge and took this monster divot out of the middle of a green and i remember paul lemon turned around when when they turned off the the cameras and well it wasn't it's nothing i can repeat on this show but he was not happy. I
2: saw the shot that, uh, and it, it, uh, twenty years later, I think it's I think it has recovered. It's grown in the, now. The turf has cov- recovered Good. completely.
0: Because yeah. that was that was <laughs> about the size of a bear's back, so to speak, like that. And yeah. uh, but I, I, that was my first trip to Stone Creek, and yeah. it, it was a lot of fun. You yeah, know? it was like that. So when you're running uh, a course dug for like Clackamas County. Do they have a, is it part of their parks and rec program? I mean, who who in the county do you guys kind of answer to at some point?
2: Yes, it is considered a park. So it's uh, our, uh, all of our profits go back to the county into the parks program. Sure. And uh, we have uh, about a two two 2.6 mile um, trail that goes around the property that we maintain and uh, eighteen holes of golf, and certainly the driving range and practice yeah. facilities. But it's um, it's a good it's a good business model. It really sure. is. It's worked it's worked out very well.
0: Now, is that just for the money generated from golf, or how? The, I know you guys do yep. some entertainment stuff, some uh, some catering, event planning, things like that. Does all that go into the pot too?
2: It does. It does. Not too much catering, but certainly uh, you know uh, tournaments. We got about eighty-five events a year um outside events that we run yeah um we have a men's and ladies club very active um and uh, so yeah all the proceeds go back to the county
0: well that's interesting do they give you enough to work with now, they you know, sure I, do i know that's kind of a yeah we have of, a budget. question
2: yeah we have a budget that we that we try to work off of that we do work off of for others so um and um yeah it's been profitable
0: what about with the, like the recent storms, did, you know, tree damage, things like that? We had
2: some know? damage, um, not quite as much as some of the other local courses. Um, our front night is, front night's pretty open. And then the back nine um, gets a little more into the, sure. into the forest and a uh, little elevation change, but a um, little cleanup for a couple of days for sure. And our driving range, we have a um, uh, netting going down the left side. Right. And they all got iced up, and it, it's like a sail. It's like a big sail when the yeah. nets get iced up. And when the wind hits it, it just snapped all the big poles. And oh, uh, wow. so we have to have all of that replaced. So our, our range is open, but we're limiting it to irons only, and you got to hit down the right hand side. And it's, uh, it's going to be um, oh, probably another six weeks before it's all repaired.
0: Well, those are big poles and big nets. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're driving down 213, if you're headed like towards Mullow or someplace like right. that, you, you drive right. I mean, you're 50 yards from it. Right. You can see it. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it protects, you know, the highway and other cars coming in. But sure. uh, Yep. Yeah, so we'll, uh, insurance kicked in for that and uh but we'll get that get we that fixed
0: insurance. maybe i should talk to them because we weren't quite as lucky on the damage we had in our house
2: i heard i heard you had some windows some skylights so uh, we've had some damaged.
0: skylights uh included in the new house you know well not in the original plan but three of those and a couple of cracked windows and some gutters and all co- sheetrock and insulation <clears throat> all kinds of fun stuff.
2: I tell you, it's uh it's amazing what some trees that, that just can't handle the extra weight right. and some the you know, most evergreens are fine, but um all along uh, two thirteen and uh Oh yeah. It's- yeah. It's well a Valley, I think, was closed for maybe a couple of weeks before they yeah. got going again. So it um
0: No, it it's it's tough because um um if you drive from Oregon City even driving from the bottom of the hill up the bypass, which is, you know, 213. But you look at all the damage on the trees there. And I live very close to OGA, Uh and they got hit. Of course, ours was all ice down there. We really didn't get any snow. We got ice. And there were branches and limbs and trees and all kinds of things.
2: I just remember, you know, maybe a couple of ice storms that we've had you know we can get them but this was this was pretty severe yeah Yeah, it was
0: um was difficult to walk out to your mailbox in certain places yeah you know yeah i actually went and dug out my old um spikes and walked (laughs) out to my old spikes you (laughs) know i mean they still got our use
2: We've all slipped on that ice. There were black ice, you yeah. know, or uh, yeah. or in your car and you're driving along and all of a sudden you're whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah. So no, yeah, it's, it's no fun.
0: Any, no fun at all. Um, we are. Let's see where we are here. We still got a little bit of time. Um, we're talking with Doug Seuss from the Stone Creek Golf Course up on the hill in Oregon City, Oregon. It's a beautiful course. I've played there many times over the years. A lot of tournaments. And if you ever get a chance to go play it. Um, I would recommend it very much so. We're going to take a break here on Grilling at the Green. We're going to be back with Doug and myself right after these messages. You're listening to Grilling at the Green on AM860, The Answer. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Today we're talking with Doug Seuss from Stone Creek. Um, I feel kind of funny about this, Doug, sitting here. Our friends down at Langdon Farms have a Friday night prime rib special. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very good, and uh, it's about 25 bucks. You get a great prime rib dinner and uh, salad, rolls, the whole thing. So check that out. Also, if you'd like to follow us, uh, of course, we're on Facebook and all the social media platforms. Um, and if you want to email us, it's very simple. Just info at thegreen.net All right, let's get back and talk to my friend Doug Seuss from Stone Creek. How has your job as a PGA pro changed in the last 25 years? Well, that's a good question. Um, well, I was an assistant golf
2: professional before, so certainly um, a lot more responsibilities when I started. Yeah. Uh, it's been, uh, it was a lot of fun because we got to 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 start um, at the very beginning. So we got to set, you know, uh, all the procedures in place, what we we uh, how we wanted to run things, um, advertising and pricing. So I got to be a part of that, and it was um, uh, educational, but it was fun. Before we even started, so we, you know, I was hired in December, and then we got, to, uh, I think our first round of golf was in June. So I had those, you know, those months sure. to get prepared and hire, do all the hiring, and and uh, but it's uh, it's been great.
0: Uh, what about the one thing I normally talk to? Folks like you is, uh, and you mentioned it here, the merchandising, the retail end, um, that's changed quite a bit, too, especially with, you know. Anything that's in a golf pro shop, uh, it right. doesn't matter who it is, I know. go online and find it and have it here tomorrow.
2: Yeah. No, I know. We, I mean, we sell, you know, a lot of balls and, and caps and gloves and that kind of thing. Sure. And I, I, um, we have a uh, tailor made fitting carts so we can do some fitting on, on the driving range and, uh, you know, with everything that they have irons wedges um woods that kind of thing sure and i try to have some things available in the shop but uh yeah we're competing with online folks um and the, and the big box stores so um we try to match any price that you can find um and we're just trying to provide good service sure. and, and good products so um you know we um you know we still do do well yeah. and uh we still have a lot of people coming through the door so um so that that part of the business is, has been very steady very steady i haven't seen any you know big upswings or big downswings in the merchandise
0: um the one thing i could kind of observe i think and i'm not in your your world there as far as that goes but <clears throat> the the one thing is price. Like you were talking about big box stores or big retail chains and that that are selling golf clubs, but that can't really match with somebody like you helping them get fitted for clubs.
2: Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, or, or the service, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe the club doesn't work <laughs> and, I can, yeah. and you're going to bring it back. And you know what? That's, that's kind of a difficult thing to do with online pricing or yeah. purchasing rather. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see that, and it's nice to see the ball flight. You know, so we have demo days throughout the year um, where you sign up, but you can actually see what the ball is doing. You know, the trajectory, and um, it's a little different when you're hitting into a net or a or right. a screen. So, right, yeah, we'll always have
0: that. Yeah, I've had a couple of fittings for fun on hitting into a screen, and the bi- mentally the biggest problem I had with that, besides my own mental instability, is. <clears throat> like you said, to see the ball fly, when you hit into that screen, that screen's about seven feet away from you. Yeah. And the shot's over with that quick, (laughs) you know, even though the image comes up and the line, the tracer line is doing this, it's not the same as standing there going, man, I hit that really well. Yeah.
2: Or you, or in the fitting process, you might say, you know, gosh, I was hitting it really well. My numbers were great on the computer. And and then I got it and it's just not what I thought it was going to be. So, um, Always a little bit of a challenge, but it's, um, yeah, it's good to see the the flight of the golf ball.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> percentage wise, in your shop, what you sell more golf balls than anything percentage wise? Yeah,
2: just a, your typical items that somebody's going to need when they go out to play golf. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's that's, that's uh, interesting.
2: That's pretty much it. And then we have, uh, you know, certainly um, a variety of clothing for men and women, and shoes, and and that kind of thing, and so. Um, Some are impulse buys, um, but, uh, yeah, the main things that we're going to sell are certainly golf balls, gloves, that kind of thing.
0: We're talking with Doug Seuss from uh, Stone Creek. Again, if you're here in the Portland metro area and you've never played Stone Creek, I would recommend that you go up and do it. It's a beautiful course. Uh, The setting is lovely. Clear days. You know, you see the mountains. You see everything. Yeah, you see Mount Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can see some brush, too, if you hit, like I do, (laughs) you know. But not not too many times like that, we used to play that FBI tournament up there, right, yeah, yep, yeah, that was a, that was always fun so that was a fun tournament. They're not doing it right now, but that was a really fun tournament w- What is your greatest pleasure, Doug, out of being a pro?
2: you know i I really do look forward to going to work every day yeah it's it, uh you know as a, a head golf professional um do a lot of different things, which is nice, sure no one day is really the same as the other uh. So uh, one day I might be uh, paying a lot of bills. Uh, the other day I might be training somebody, um, running an event, helping run an event, um, teaching, I love to teach. And uh, uh, we'll teach um, got a lot of junior camps coming up in the summer. Um, so uh, I, I just really enjoy um, uh, servicing people. They're coming out, they're in a good mood, they're going to play golf, and uh, being able to help provide that and add to that, uh, enjoyment is, is a lot of fun.
0: Okay. So we've got a few seconds here before we go to break. Maybe I'll, in fact, I'll ask you the question. Now you can answer it when we come back, cause it'll give you a chance to think about it when you're doing these tournaments and you, and you get all kind, most of them are fun. Uh-huh. You know, they're fun. Yep. They're scrambles or whatever. scrambles. Yep. But there's always a guy that's going to help somebody with golf tips, you know, <laughs> unsolicited golf tips. Yes. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Uh, here in a minute with Doug Seuss. Don't forget uh, Langdon's Grill uh, Friday night prime rib special. They got a Tuesday night rib special too. They're kicking in there and they've got jazz music uh, on Friday and Saturday nights. They kick that up so you can check them out at Langdon Farms. Catch them on the freeway. Catch them on their website, LangdonFarms.com. You can see their whole menu, um, that whole deal there. Doug Seuss and I are going to be back here in just a few minutes on Drilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer, and The Golf News. Stay with us. JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at benhogangolf.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on AM 860, the answer in the Golf News Net. We'd like to thank the folks over at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. You can find a store located near you. At their website, just go to the store locator at paintedhillsbeef.com, and you can find that. Also, the folks down at um, Ben Hogan Golf, tour quality clubs for factory direct prices. That's Ben Hogan Golf. Um, Scott White will be on the show here in a couple of months again, telling us what Ben Hogan's got in their bag this year, so to speak. So we'll be doing that. We're talking to my buddy, Doug Seuss, who is from Stone Creek up in Oregon City. And uh, so I asked you a question before we came into this segment. And <clears throat> I got to tell you that I've, as much as I love golf and all that, I don't get to play as much as I would like to. I think that's pretty much everybody's story. Okay. Right. But I do get invited to play in some of these scrambles, right. you know, quasi-celebrity or on whatever. On the scramble tour. Yeah, I'm on the scramble <laughs> tour, you know, like that. And it's always fun. And I don't take it too seriously because I don't practice. Okay. I just don't have time or I don't take time to do it. But there's always a guy in your group. You may know him, you may not. And they'll always say, you know, you want to hit down a little bit more on this or you want (laughs) to do this or you do that. How is a teaching pro? Do you just shake your head?
2: Yeah. Scratch your ear and walk away. Or how do you deal with that? It is, it is, um, you try to be positive and, uh, but really, um, you know, I, I try to wait till we're, we're kind of done with the round to give, yeah. to give a tip or two, you know? Sure. So I wait till we're done. Um, cause most people, um, it's tricky if they have one more thing to think about, you know, and it's hard to make a change during a round. So yeah. it's, uh, now I don't, I don't even like giving a, a, a you know, many tips before a round either. So we're just trying to warm up. Right. And I, if I have too much to think about, so I, I don't like to do that, but, um, yeah it's typically more in a, in a lesson or you know yes. something like that yeah. and and then if it's if it's advice, um I try not to keep it so much on the golf swing. It's more about uh, course management, where to hit the golf golf ball. what are you thinking about you know that kind of thing so that uh, that way they're not thinking too much about their swing. it's kind of where they want the ball to go.
0: Well, there's two things that I think about, not that anybody wants to hear about my golf, game, <laughs> but there's two things that I think about, and it's not swing thoughts. One you touched on, which was course management, and the other I saw attributed to Walter Hagen. Whether it's true or not, I've never done the research on it, but he said, you know, three bad shots and one good shot still makes par. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, my numbers are a little higher than that, but that's the way I kind of play the game anyway. You know, I just, okay, if I'm over in the yeah. right rough or something, I just get it out of there and then go for it. It's better management that way. Just doing those simple things, probably drop my strokes by five or six around.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, when we play a round of golf, there's maybe a few shots that just come off Or that was exactly what I saw and right. and planned on, um, but it's, um, and I try to just change the way that people think about it, yeah. that the people that are used to, um, doing really well, I mean, golf is, you know, it's a game of misses. We're going to, we're going to miss a lot of shots right? and it's, you want to try to manage those. Um, you're not going to hit every shot. Perfect. I mean, the guys on tour don't hit every shot. Perfect. Right. So, right. you know, um, you, y- people need to be nicer to themselves. I think <laughs> as, uh, is, is kind of what I'm seeing on, you know, but, um,
0: well, I when we always get a guy, and when I put my own scrambled teams together, I always bring in a ringer. There's no no <laughs> secret about that. And but there's always a guy that when we're playing against, they can stand up and really pelt it out there.
2: The yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Short games, average, right, right. iffy, maybe like that. But there's one guy that can always, you know, go out there. 280 he's your di-
2: your distance guy and you got a guy that can putt yep. and maybe the best putter goes last yeah you know yeah once he's being able to see the lines and yeah um yeah
0: yeah that's the whole that's the <laughs> whole series the whole the whole process when you're when you're doing that kind of thing
2: but yeah. uh yeah it's all about having a good time isn't it
0: yeah it is and i don't take it that seriously anymore i yep. really don't yeah because just not that i don't care but you know
2: There's more important things in the world. more important things. In the world.
0: Okay. <laughs> I am. I did sign up again this year. I'm going to have to start keeping my handicap a little bit because I think next year we're going to Scotland and I and you oh have yeah, to that's play right. Of course, you have to be. That's right. You have to have a handicap. You I have think. to have a handicap, and it has to be below twenty or something.
2: So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, wow. So you motivation
0: motivation to keep it. And, you know, try not to cheat too much. And, oh, that will be a nice trip. Yeah. Yeah, I've got um, relatives and, and friends that live in both Ireland and Scotland and London and that. And the mm-hmm. uh, cool thing about Scotland, little sidebar here, my family was big in the horse business and stuff for a long time. When my dad came home from World War II, he had a breast collar from the Glasgow Police Department that they gave him. He got to ride their horses when he was up there on maneuvers or something before they went into France and they gave it to him. Um, it's a cool thing. And I still have plenty of cowboy memorabilia in my house and stuff. But I thought if I went back, I would take it and give it back to them with a picture of my dad oh, yeah, sure. and all that, you know? So maybe they'll give me a free round of golf somewhere in <laughs> Glasgow. I don't know. You just never know about those. Things. It's worth
2: at least a pint. It is worth I would a, think. All right. Yeah. A couple, a couple, a
0: couple. Um, has your teaching technique changed over the years, Doug? It
2: has. It has a little bit. Yeah. It has a little bit. Um, it's uh, it's it's kind of funny. Um, you know, uh, when I got to Oregon, I wanted to get some get some lessons from a few instructors sure. in the area that I thought were pretty good. Uh, and so I went to go see Jerry Moles, mm-hmm. and and um, uh, uh, he was very good. Uh, And he was more hands and arms, uh, um, control the spin of the golf ball uh, type teacher. And then I got into uh, David Ledbetter, which was more, you know, dog wags wags the tail and more the body. And uh, so, yeah, it definitely changed a little bit. But as as I went on, um, it was mainly who we're dealing with are people that – they want to do better in their tournament that they're playing in next week. Right. You know, or they have a club championship coming up, or they have some goals or trying to hit certain, you know, uh, improvements and I'm trying to get my handicap down five shots this year, sure. or three shots. And so um, uh, my thinking on, on teaching has changed a little bit. You know, we're going to work more on uh, inside 100 yards if they're trying to improve their score. We're going to work, you know, hard on putting, chipping, mm-hmm. pitching those kind of things. So, but as far as, um, yeah, I've been lucky. I've been able to go to a couple of teaching workshops or, um, you know, every, uh, every, every year they have a, a teaching summit. So we, um, it's in Florida now every year at the golf show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went a couple of years ago and it's, you get to hear from all the best instructors in the game. Um, so you're always learning. Always. Oh, yeah. I'm always, I'm always learning. I love the fact that we can go to you know YouTube and a lot of people have their own channels online. Right. You can you can check out um, great information. I did. We just didn't have that back in the '90s. You know, no. it was all about you know just trying to get a get a video camera, tape some swings, and and try to learn that way. But it's um, it's
1: great today.
0: Yeah, it is. Speaking of great, here's our buddy Bruce Furman with his golf tip of
1: the week. Hi, this is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langley Farms golf club, and I'm going to talk a little bit about course management today. Uh, I do uh, playing lessons on the course, and playing lesson is mostly devoted devoted to course management, not too much about mechanics of the swing. We do that more on the range. So when we when I go out with someone and, and I watch them play for the first time, and if I tell them, okay, you play this shot at this time, this shot at this time, I usually can save them a bunch of strokes without changing their game or not because just playing smart knowing where the exit areas or the safe areas are what shot to play when you know where to leave the golf ball when you're you're approaching a green which we call uh, on the safe side or on the short side where the pin's close to that edge you don't want to leave your ball there so we learn how to do that and then we learn all the different short game shots which short game shot should we should we hit here and Certainly a person that learns different short game shots and has has different shots to play, then they have different uh, uh, shots that they can hit, and they they don't have just one shot. So uh, sometimes a chip is the best shot. Sometimes a putt from off the green is the best shot. Usually the higher you go, the more dangerous it is. So if you try to go low, if that's your first option, you're going to be safer and save more strokes doing that. So... Next time, you know, you're struggling with your game, think about getting a a course management or a playing lesson from your pro. I hope that helps you.
0: Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. And, folks, you can find out more about Bruce Furman by simply going to the Langdon Farms website, click on Instruction, drop-down menu. There's his bright, smiling face with that silver fox hair of his, (laughs) and uh, he'll he'll get you taken care of. We're going to take a break real quick here, and I'll be back with Doug Seuss from Stone Creek right after this. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on AM 860, The Answer, and the Golf News Network. Um, This show, some of the television aspects of this show are going to be out a little later this spring on Amazon. Uh, Apple and Hulu. How's that? I know, I know they're going to go there. So they're not full shows, they're just little vignettes of cooking stuff. Terrific. And, um, I've been kind of putting this thing together literally in my backyard. The ice storm kind of, you know, slowed down production for a while. Um, I still got 17 tons of debris laying back there, I think, to <laughs> one wheelbarrow at a time. Um, but we're doing that. We're talking with Doug Seuss from uh stone creek over the time and the time you've been a teacher the evolution of of today's golf if you will versus back when you and i were in college and stuff you know in that era one do you think they hit the ball too far are you a go forward or roll back kind of guy i don't i don't care which way but i mean i just always interested to get people's thoughts
2: yeah i think um the tour players hit the ball unbelievable distances, yeah. you know, and I think it's uh, it's a shame that they have to, uh, you know, they have to play courses that are 75, 7,800 yards and they have to design, you know, or change co- courses to fit, sure. you know, that small segment. Um, for most amateurs, I think they enjoy hitting the ball farther. I don't, you know, I'm all about having more fun, right? So um, I don't think we need to dial anything back for, for most of us. I just, I just think it's more of the, uh, you know, maybe the tour players, um, you know, if they had a way to dial back the golf ball, I think Jack Nicholas has been a proponent of that for a long, long time. time yeah. And, uh, but they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. But I don't think, um, and the USGA has gotten some, uh, you know, they have, uh, restrictions on how, you know, how far or how much the, the golf ball jumps off the club face on driver, right. um, that kind of thing. But it's, I don't. I don't uh, think they need to do too much changing for most of us.
0: Would you think about bifurification on oh, the rules? Would you think about bifurification on the rules for amateurs versus pros?
2: Um, maybe just a little, a little bit as far as the equipment goes. But yeah. um, but uh, I think other than that, we should all have the same rules. You sure, know, if It's that's all the same. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting question. No,
0: I I find it fascinating just for the fact that, like you said earlier, we don't hit it as far. And we're not working out in the gym five hours a day, <laughs> eating baked chicken and steamed broccoli. No, I know. I know. I know it. I know that it. I know it. That's uh, that's not going to happen. And so the other thing I think is always funny when we play in these scrambles is, you know, the big hitter, like I told you about, you know, they always you can kind of see that they emulate something, some pro or something they've got in their mind when they're doing it, if you really watch them. And, you know, no, you're not Tiger Woods, you know. No, you're not John Daly. You know, yeah. you're, you're Bob Smith, and it's yeah. great that you can hit that ball 285 yards, but where's the rest of it?
2: Yeah, and I, you know, I don't have any numbers, but I don't think handicaps have really changed a whole lot over the over the years. Yeah. You know, it's so um, – the other thing that the pros do um, that a lot of us don't do is they hit the dead center of the club face.
0: Every time, pretty much every time, yeah.
2: And most of us are a little off, and that really affects the distance. So, and, and they are great athletes. You know, the women's yeah. tour is amazing. I love watching the women's golf too. I so, do too.
0: Yeah. I do too. In fact, don't take this personally, PGA tour, if you're listening at all. But <laughs> most of those ladies on the on the LPGA tour, they can they can put a big dim that ball, but most of the time they're in between the ropes. You know what I mean? You get an errant shot here and there, but if you watch, you know, um, the Cordes sisters, or or you know, um, what's her name from California, Leslie Lexi Lexi, you know, Thompson, mm-hmm. um, they're not spraying the ball like a lot of the tour, the men's tour players do, you know, right? They may be 15 20 yards shorter, but they're on the grass, so that to me is actually much more interesting to see if they can actually keep that level of performance through 18 holes. Yeah. 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 It works really good. Yep. Most of the time it works really good. Sometimes not so much. <laughs> uh, we've been talking with Doug Seuss from Stone Creek golf course up here in Oregon city, Oregon. It's right up off highway 213. Uh, if you're here in the Portland area, you probably are familiar with it. If you're not, you're listening to this someplace else and you come to Oregon, it's a beautiful course. It's, it's really reasonably priced. For, um, you know, the course and what it is. And you can cuss at Peter Jacobson because he helped design it. There's a couple (laughs) holes there that uh, I always used to. Just a couple. Just a couple. Do that. And uh, Doug is going to stick around for after hours. So real quick, how can they find you like on the web and stuff? Yeah, it's uh,
2: stonecreekgolfclub.net is our website. And we've also got a a, a real nice app. So you can download our app. Um, and it's uh, it's got some great features on there. One of the features is uh, it's got GPS on there, so you can, uh, um, if you're on number one, it'll tell you how far away you from the, the pen yard. Sure. You know, it's all by satellite, and uh, so that's uh, that's pretty cool.
0: There you go. Um, Doug, thanks for being with us. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Appreciate and, it. Um, we'll be back uh, next week with another show, and like I said, Doug's going to do the after hours. So until then y'all take care, be nice to somebody and go out and play some golf. Rolling
1: It Green is produced by JTSD Productions LLC in association with Salem Media Group All Rights Reserve.